Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Give Yourself Grace with Eric Reed. Eric Reed is a coach committed to your success. Eric's mission is to help impact and inspire hundreds of thousands of people to take their life and their business to the next level and get more of what they want, be it in business, financial, health, relationships. And all of this starts with mastering your habits and controlling your mindset. More than all of those amazing accolades about Eric, he is my friend and I am super excited to have a conversation with him. It's going to be real, my friends. And we have deep conversations when Eric and I speak and sometimes we laugh and sometimes we go go in a different direction. So just be ready for it because that's how it's going to go. Well, hello, Eric, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for letting me be here with you. Oh. You know, you are always my friend and now we've discovered you can be my polka buddy. I know. Oh my God. Polka makes everything happy, doesn't it? It's such a happy, it's such a happy music, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think we all need more polka in our lives. <laughs> I think so. I think so. This is awesome. I feel like that's going to be the quote to describe this episode. I think everybody needs more polka in their life. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I always worry about that question because as old as I am, where do you start? But what I do know... The starting point really has been a lot of that giving myself like awareness of who I am outside of my parents, my role as a spouse, my role as a father, and leaning into doing that more and more. And that's what I really want people when I coach them to say, disconnect from the purpose of being a great mom or being a great husband or a great daughter or a great employee. What is it you are? And then how do we amplify that? And so that's really always been my passion way back when I used to work in foster care is helping kids and families be their best version of what they could be in that moment. And I just keep doing it more and more. Mm. And your work is amazing because I think I started watching your videos. I, I It must have been years ago. And I loved it because you just have such an awesome way of helping uh, simplify complicated things and helping people understand more about themselves. And I think that's really, you know, our friendship has been conversations where we'll have this deep conversation and then I recognize something different about myself and, and bringing that self-awareness is important. And I think that's part of all of our journeys is to become more of aware of who we are so that we can serve the world with our gifts and abilities and, and really kind of just hone into that. And I think that's one of your your strengths and your giftedness is really helping others recognize that within themselves. I've been hearing that more and more from people I work with, with all of our gifts. Normally when somebody says, oh, you're really good at that, you brush it off because it comes so easy and natural. You don't think it's worthy of specialness. And then all of a sudden somebody says, you're really, like I didn't see that as my brand, my message, my, my, my thing. I'm like, Really? Because it was like laying out there in the middle of the table for everybody to see, like dirty underwear. How could you not see it? And then they're like, but I never saw it. I'm like, if you grab that and run with that, your business, your relationship, your whatever you're working on will be so much more impactful because it's coming from what I see is the real you. 
And so I think that comes a lot from having a counseling background and then years of coaching, but also just loving people's stories that I lean into them maybe more than they lean into their own stories. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of the things that helps is having somebody outside of us to, to kind of amplify that, that giftedness, right? Sometimes we're so close to it, it's hard to recognize it within ourselves or even, and this happens too often, but you might have somebody who tried to trample on that dream or that giftedness in your life. And so now here you are saying, well, no, I can't, I can't do that because that's what X, Y, Z, you know, my mom said I could never write or my dad said, you know, I'm just giving examples, but, you know, I think that's one of the the powerful pieces of the work that you do, Eric, is that you really are able to say, hey, shine a light on this thing. And it helps us in not only believing in ourselves, but when you have that, that outside person who believes in you. And I know that you are a believer in people. So that's fantastic. Eric, what is your, if you were going to say just one thing that was your purpose in life, what would it be? You know, I teach a whole course on that. So I'm not going to be able to break it down to two seconds, but what I recognize every morning when I say, what is my purpose today? And I remind myself, my purpose is today to understand that I am worthy. Mm, understand that I'm worthy. That, it means I'm worthy to follow my dreams. I'm worthy to follow my goals. I'm worthy to just stand in whatever I'm standing in, that I don't have to justify my, my being. And if I make a mistake, okay. I don't have to justify it. I'm a human being and I'm worthy of making, like it's okay to make mistakes as you so beautifully point out in your book. Mm, Yeah. And I think that that feeling worthy, you know, um, at our launch leadership conference, we had an activity. One of our speakers had people put post-its up on the wall of things that they were trying to hide. And one of the things that came up probably the most was people feeling like they were not worthy. And it broke my heart. It it seriously broke my heart because you see all of these amazing leaders who are out there making such beautiful changes in the world and impacting people in such a big way. And at their core, they're feeling unworthy. And so the fact that you say that is, is, is super powerful. I think, you know, more of us have to lean into that and, and, and understand our worthiness each and every day so that we can show up. Understand that the, that worthiness it's in your DNA. It's not because you finally got to the corner office. It's not because you had gotten an income. It's not because you left a domestic abuse. It's when you were birthed into the universe before you took on a physical manifestation, you were born worthy. Now, over life, people have piled a whole lot of poop on top of you that you've lost sight of that, that thing. And so for me, I have to unpack that poop every morning. Because, you know, you wake up and the kids yell at you, a client has sent you an email that they may not be happy with. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that suddenly you're like, wait a minute, maybe I am what everybody said. And so when you, my purpose is every morning, connect to that part of you that reminds you that you are worthy and then go forward. That's beautiful. Yes, for sure. Another thing we were talking about before we started recording was really this idea of giving yourself grace. We're out of 2020. Thank goodness, right? (laughs) But I don't know. We're in 2020 and a half. I know we're at 2020 and a half right now, 0.5. We are, you know, we're into this new year. We're trying to move forward. And, you know, what you mentioned is that there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are not giving themselves grace. They are not allowing for 
time off. They are thinking that they need to hustle. They need to keep going to the point of exhaustion. They aren't giving themselves the space to heal all of these different things that are kind of plaguing this. And, and I think it's not just entrepreneurs. I think it's high achievers in general um, are, are really burned out and, and survival mode. And so let's, let's just kind of dig into that concept of, you know, where do we start to give ourselves more grace? How do we do it? Those types of things. I love watching business and studying social trends in relation to it. And what I saw happening, like almost at the stroke of midnight on December 31st, 2020, it's like, it's now 2021. You've got a 10 exit. You've got to double down. You've got to steamroll ahead. You've got to capture what you lost. Like this whole social media selling campaign of you're free of 2020. So you have no more excuses. And for some families, some businesses, some people, 2020 is still lingering. They still maybe have family members that are still sick. They still may be homeschooling. They still may be trying to recover lost income. There's a lot of 2020 echo in 2021. And then they have this crowd of people saying, what do you mean you're not in the 5 a.m. club? What do you mean you're not running, you know, that marathon this spring like you commit? And it's like, give yourself a moment to just stop and say, we survived 2020. And whatever form, fashion, look that is, we made it. The world was falling apart on multiple levels that were beyond your control. And maybe you only spent a week in the nut house, but you're still here. And to say, I don't need to 10X it. I don't need to run a marathon, why I'm writing my book, why I'm building my third passive income stream, why I'm selling my mastermind. Like, I don't need to do all that. I need to find myself and be present for a brief moment. And sometimes a moment can be a week and say, if I died now, would my last breath been done in joy or out of fear? Mm, so true. This is so I'm nodding my head to everybody who's listening. You can't hear my head nods, but I'm just nodding it because it is so true. And I think, you know, I was just having this conversation last night with some moms at dance class about some of them taking a break from social media for this reason, right? Because they just wanted to live their life without even having that awareness of what people were doing and just live their life and just enjoy the day and, and do what they need to do and not worry about anything else. And I think, you know, a lot of us are out there and it's good to have big dreams and it's great to have awesome goals. And I don't think that you're necessarily saying to, to throw those out, but you're saying to be really intentional about checking in with yourself and saying, how am I? Yes. And what I'm saying is check in and say, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because it, it fills me with joy? Like if I love writing marathons and writing books at the same time and it gives me joy, then I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying if you're doing it because everybody around you is saying, well, if you don't get going, you're going to lose it. You already lost so much in 2020. You're going to lose it in 2021 if you don't get out of the, like if you're doing it because of social pressure or the need to be able to post on some social media that you're doing this big, spectacular thing. Meanwhile, your marriage is falling apart. Your kids and you are disconnected. Your health is compromised. You go to bed exhausted and you wake up, not even really wanting to wake up, but you figure if you don't, somebody's going to report you to the social media police. <laughs> you show up. Then 
you know, at some level, you might want to be just like, screw it. I would rather work as a burger flipper and have joy than live this life of false creation just to say that I'm whatever, not to pick on the 10X groups. But I just feel like we've, in social media, so 2020 was all about social media on a negative scale. It almost felt like you checked in with social media to see what the newest, craziest thing that was happening politically. Murder (laughs) artists. Like, oh my God. I mean, social media became our news and it was like really weird and terrifying. And we were checking to see if we were supposed to wash with this or not. Like, And then we came into 2020 one and all of a sudden it's like what i was hoping was going to become unicorns and cotton candy and positive energy has been more like well it's time to get back to the hustle it's time to get back to the grind it's like oh my gosh can we bury the body of 2020 first and i have a moment to grieve and to breathe and to collect myself before i've got to get racing forward without clarity so good forward without clarity and i think it's interesting that you talk about hustle because this has been a reoccurring theme probably for i don't know how many different podcast episodes people that i've been interviewing have been talking about this stop the hustle like just literally just throw that word out and start really focusing in on the things that make you happy and make you whole and so that you can serve with your gifts and abilities and an understanding that it's not always just about work or what you do, but it's really about what fuels your soul and makes your heart happy. And I think, you know, when we lean toward those things and I, I call them like, is it a should or is it a must? I had one of those, I looked at my calendar this week and I had a should on there and I looked at it and I'm like, does this excite and inspire me? No. Do I have to do it? No. Okay. It's off of my calendar. If it doesn't excite and inspire me, if it's not in alignment with what I'm supposed to do or my purpose, why am I spending my time and energy there? And I think, you know, that helps free up those hours. Right. And that gives me space to, you know, yeah, a good for shop. your fellow Wisconsin, Kayleen, she schooled me on that. And she said, I said something like, well, I have to go pick up my daughter. And she said, have to, or get to, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, if you get to, then you go into it with a sense of a different sense than if I have to. Mm-hmm. If I get to work with a client, then that means I'm coming in with a different energy because it's an opportunity for me to use my gifts, my talents, my joy. But if I have to, then I'm not serving them in any way because I've already shown up with the worst of me anyhow. And I think... 2020 was a lot of have to. We just have to get through this. We have to keep the family safe. We have to figure out homeschooling. We have to figure out economic. There was a lot of have to's and that's not a negative thing. When you're in survival mode, have to's take priority. If you've made it past survival mode, there has to be a moment where you're allowed to say, you know what? Hands off the wheel. I'm just going to pull over and park for a little bit and breathe. And the things that didn't get accomplished or that won't get accomplished, or might not get started. Okay, so what? Who cares? I sometimes turn to my kids and I'm like, but did anybody die? <laughs> so true. Right? Waffles. I thought you were going to go buy waffles today. I'm like, yeah, but did anybody die? <laughs> and they just look at me like, that's so stupid. But what I'm hoping is like, your energy level in escalation is like at a 20. 
But I'm compared to a scale of did anybody die or is anybody going to die? It's kind of you like, so sometimes at my desk, I'll look and I'm like, is anybody going to die if I just take 20 minutes and just separate myself for a moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that space that, that allowing yourself the space to, to choose and, and understanding that we all have that responsibility uh, to choose. You know, actually, I was just having lunch with Tony and we he had some interesting calls this morning and he um, they were kind of stressful things. And, and in the past, how he would deal with those stressful calls is completely different than how he dealt with them today. And I, I stopped and I said, and I said, Tony, did you recognize that you didn't allow that person or that situation to stress you out? And I think it's really what you're talking about where, you know, he's been very mindful of giving himself the space to pause or the space to say, you know what, I'm going to give myself grace. We're going to, you know, it's not that big of a deal if we're okay. And I think that's one of the gifts of 2020 was really, we recognized that all we could control in our lives was within, in the walls of our home. And so we tried to create an environment in our home where we were overdoing the, you know, like the reset, we were, you know, we were resting, we were playing, we were having fun. And sometimes, you know, when everything external is out of control, you need to create that energy or that space for your family or for yourself to refuel. And, and then that will help give yourself, you know, that grace and that space. Yeah, my the other day, we had a spontaneous digital learning day, it just sort of showed up for whatever reason, I'm still and the teacher sent home a pack of notes. And I just sent back and said, I'm sorry, we won't be participating. Mm. Um, I don't have the bandwidth to shut down, focus on that, manage what I've already got. Pl- like, I'm sorry, I'll find some work for her to do that is manageable with the resources that I have and the time that I have. And if it's going to cause her to repeat fifth grade, then we have a bigger problem than just one day of digital learning. And at first I felt like, no, I've got to get this done. I've got it. I said I was going to commit to it and the high anxiety. And I was like, almost wanting to swear. I was like, no, no, I don't have the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of creating bandwidth out of an empty bucket because it's not the best bandwidth that I can bring to the situation. And I'm really ending up at the bottom of the bucket, scraping the crud that nobody wants and thinking that's going to get it through instead of just saying, hey, Bucket's empty. Mm. What do I need to do to fill it up? Do I need to take a walk? Do I need to say no? Do I need to turn down a potential client? Because as much as I want to have that extra client, that extra income, all of those check boxes, is it going to be the best of me? And in that moment, if I take a deep breath, does it feel like fear or does it feel like joy? Because mm. when we breathe, We sometimes stop real short. Like you can feel that it barely gets past your shoulders. And then there's other times when we breathe and it goes all the way down and we feel it like flood through our toes. The flood through your toes kind of breathing is that I'm in my space. I'm in my joy. I'm in my purpose. And so when you're asking yourself like, okay, heard this whole thing about letting things go, keeping things. How do I know if this is it? Visualize it. Take a pause. Breathe. If you feel like the breath stops somewhere short or just below your shoulder braids, it's probably not something you need to pursue right now. Mm. If you're able to breathe into that moment, visualized moment, and feel like it begins to go into you and fill you, 
then it's something you want to pursue. I love that technique. I haven't ever heard it that way. And I think that's such an easy and practical way that you can really understand whether or not that that's the next step or not. I think our bodies know better than our brain because our bodies are really more of our physical spirit. And so if I visualize like, okay, picking up the kids today and it stops short, then I've got to either change the visual of what it looks like being in the car with them, how I'm going to manage the situation and check again. Or I need to say, you know what, honey, I don't have it in me today. I'm just not, can I ask you? Yes. And I think that self-awareness is so key because we want to show up in our best version of ourselves as much as possible. But when our cups are empty or when our buckets are empty, then it's really difficult for us to do that. And we don't fill up our buckets by just giving and giving and giving. We need to receive and we need to take a moment to receive in whatever way that we need, whether that's self-care or a walk or having a conversation or laughter, or reading or whatever it is for you. I think that that's such a great point. And that bucket can be filled with just giving yourself grace. Like, you know what, Eric, you're okay. Mm-hmm. I know you gave your best. I know you wanted to give your best. I know you're a person who seeks to always be your best. So it's okay. And having that conversation with yourself for a minute, it's like, thank you. Mm. you. I needed to hear that. And the only person I can sometimes really hear it from is myself. Really beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so good. Is there anything else you want to talk about uh, with giving yourself grace or any other tips you want to share or provide? Just... Don't complicate it. We get so complicated in this overproduction of our lives. Just tell yourself you're okay. I mean, there was a book in the 70s. You're okay, I'm okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> Just take yourself, and I always say, um, sorry, you're, we're on podcast, but tap your heart center as you say it. I'm okay. I know you gave your best. I know you want to give your best. And that's sort of like a hard hug to yourself. And then just breathe for a moment and you'll feel it. You'll feel yourself go like, thank you. Because mm. often we're competing against ourselves, not against other people. That's so true. And, and sometimes we, you know, we set ourselves up for stress just by, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I mean, when you're a high achiever, especially, and I talk, I, we, we're talking to high achievers right now. My dear friends who are listening, who are high achievers, you have, you have big goals for yourself and you have big dreams for yourself, which is lovely. And the world is built on people that are big dreamers. And so don't stop that, but also giving yourself the grace and the space to heal and to fill your heart with, with what you need so that you can serve in that way. And, and I love how Eric said, asking yourself whether or not, um, is this, is this fear or is this bringing me fear or, or negativity, or is this bringing me joy? And I think every time we can lead with joy, we know that we're going to get closer toward actually fulfilling our purpose and really serving at that highest level. And that's modern day examples of super high achievers that all of a sudden they, they explode. You're like, what happened to their life? Because they were living in that shallow breath for so long of, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. It's expected me. The world wants this. I need to be this. If I don't be the, and then finally they suffocate from the inside. You know, they, they like, I can't, I can't, and they, their marriage explodes, their finances explode, their career, and the world looks and goes, but you were on top of the game, mm-hmm. but I wasn't living into it. I was just being, like, it's so shallow. It is, it is, and you see that more often, and yeah, it's so true. Eric, I'm very interested to hear, what are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? Oh, the two things I've done in my life to launch to the next level, 
You know, the first thing that pops into my head would be the adoption process because that required a lot. I mean, it was a two and a half year, well, it was a 13 year battle, but two and a half year battle. Um, but it really made me commit long-term to something really emotionally hard. So it showed me my heart at a different level that I'd never seen. And once I could see that part of myself and like that thing and not be afraid of it, because you know us Midwesterners, we're not allowed to have no emotions. Right. Once I was able to live in an emotional state and be safe, I wanted to be in it more. So that really launched me in that capacity. And then the second, you know, I see so many series of things, but I think when I finally realized there was no permanent record, like the one they threatened me with all through grade school, that that's going on your permanent record. When I found out it didn't exist, <laughs> that's good. I was like, oh my God, you mean nobody's keeping track? It just was like, I'm, it was like, you know, preacher kid on summer vacation. I was out of the box. I was like, if nobody's keeping track, then I'm going to try and do anything. Yes. That freedom, I made a lot of screwed up a lot, but at least there was like, well, nobody's got the score sheet. So screw up again. Nobody's getting, you know, -hmm. the art of imperfect, um, imperfect, you know, I was living imperfectly and loving it. Yes. And I think that's, that's so true. Oh, those are great examples of how you've launched to the next level. I'm just curious about this. What is your favorite book? I know you, you read all the time and you love them. I read a lot. I'm looking at my bookshelf, like it's going to suddenly come flying out at me. You know, it's funny because different people ask me for different reasons. What my like, what would you recommend for this? What would you recommend for that? Somehow, Promise of a Pencil always comes up. And that I really say because of the entrepreneurship in a really mission-based way. So if you haven't read it, he, very successful stockbroker, New York trader, whatever you want to call those people that play with money all day and get paid, and decides that he's going to take like a month travel trip and discovers that a pencil. He handed a group of kids a pencil in India and they ran over to the corner and started pretending to play school. And they were like, all of a sudden this whole classroom began because he handed a kid a pencil. And he said, if a pencil can change the world that quickly, what I'm doing doesn't matter. And so he went out to put a pencil in every kid's hand was kind of the mission. And he talks about how we went from a zero bank account to now building a couple hundred schools around the world and the journey. So I really like that book because it reminds me that if a pencil can transform a child's life, maybe we've overcomplicated some things we're trying to accomplish. Mm. So true. So true. So good. Oh, Eric, I... In your books, of course. I'm sorry. I forgot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You're so funny. No, um, I I just really appreciate you spending your time and energy and your awesomeness with the launch leaders today. Um, How do people get a hold of you, Eric? Eric G. Reed is all things social media. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not a TikToker yet. I'll save that for the cool people. (laughs) And then the uh, website is successlifeletteru.com. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Eric Reed. I appreciate you more than you know, and I am so grateful on how you are serving the world with your gifts and abilities. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and you got as much out of it as I did. Feel free to share with your friends and your family. There are somebody today who needs to give themselves grace, and this message is going to inspire them. Thanks again. 
Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. Oh,